right. Hello. 30 days of moon magic. Today, May 4th, we're in a waxing crescent moon. And today I want to continue sharing our theme for this lunar cycle is safety and the root chakra. Um, so if you are interested in doing a magical mothering spell and really activating your own root chakra, I do have one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions available at magicalmothering.com. If this is not something you've ever played with um, of working with your inner child in a way that you've really created safe space for them, I highly recommend it. If this is something that being in your body is difficult to do or things like that, I highly recommend doing a root chakra session and really activating that aspect. So <clears throat> I want to dive into the PDF today. And uh, oh, I did not put the void of course moon in here for today. Let me see uh, when that is. I'll look that up. So let me do that. So as we go through this aspect, um, today's safety aspect, today's safety interaction today's uh unraveling is all about feeling safe to get our needs met this is something that is really amazing this is something that is um really powerful sorry i'm, I'm gonna do that later so i will have the void of course moon on the pdf um there is this aspect, and as we were going through yesterday, really unraveling certain situations where we were given a lot of attention, like our birthday versus normal situations where maybe we weren't given as much or didn't get our needs met um, during other times, could have been very dis, uh, create a lot of cognitive dissonance. But today, I want to talk about for us as women there was the undoing yesterday of roe versus wade i don't care what your stance is on abortion what i do care about is that there are men making choices about what i am allowed or not allowed to do with my body and it has nothing, I don't believe that the government should have any say as to what I'm allowed or not allowed to do with my body. Um, this is something about sovereignty. This is something that is so vital to the goddess culture for me personally, to really put forward this sovereignty that my body is my body and I get to choose how I'm going to nourish or not, how I'm going to help or not, how I'm going to support or not my own body. I believe that should be a personal choice. I believe that everybody should have sovereignty over their body. And so with all of that in the collective energy right now, feeling safe 
to ask for our needs to be met is a vital component right now. What needs do you have that need to be met? And ultimately, if women or anybody that has, I, I listened to a TikTok and it was fantastic. It was, if everyone with a uterus said enough, if you've ever owned a uterus was how it was put on TikTok, then stop, stop working, stop giving, stop, stop, right? If we just all collectively said enough is enough, we won't do this. This is not happening. You do not get to own me. Um, the, the world would shift very quickly. So uh, is this going to happen? I hope so, right? Those of us with a uterus, those of us who um, are life givers and who no longer have sovereignty over our bodies, and we have a few old men in uh, the Supreme Court making decisions for us in regards to that, um, while, you know, taking away the, I find that it's very interesting that they take away the option to do that, but they do not give resources such as let's have every woman know what the rhythm method is. Let's have every woman know what natural birth control is. Let's teach men that it is their responsibility to not get women pregnant in the first place because women cannot get pregnant by themselves. Men are the only people that can impregnate other people. So why is it women that have this responsibility? Women are not, we're, we're capable of carrying a child, but we cannot get impregnated unless there is a man involved. So for me, really creating a huge campaign for vasectomies, which are completely reversible. They cause no hormonal damage, unlike birth control. Um, this is really something that needs to be discussed. I believe that men need to take responsibility for the fact that they impregnate and the entire, if all women or all people with uteruses decided that they no longer were going to be, uh, you know, told what to do. If we collectively said, no, we're no longer going to, you know, destroy our health with birth control. We're no longer going to destroy our mental health with these aspects. We are going to create space to allow for those that have the seed that impregnate for them to finally take responsibility. Um, that would be momentous, right? And that is what a life honoring culture does not shame the women who are having babies or accidentally or purposely or whatever, you know, getting pregnant um, to not create a shame culture around that, but to actually empower the women around them to say, look, I don't want to have a baby. I'm not going to uh, allow for myself to be fertilized and only copulate with men who have vasectomies. Can you imagine the revolution if all women held out and said, no more until you have a vasectomy because I don't want a baby and I'm not going on birth control? There'd be a lot of men having vasectomies very quickly. <laughs> so um, 
going back to the original aspect at hand and good morning susan moa good morning um feeling safe to ask for our needs to be met if we no longer are in a safe situation as women good morning sally how do we ask for our needs to be met this is really vital because as this unraveling is happening and i truly believe it's an unraveling right it's a reversal of what was said they just unraveled it and said nope we just take it back um they didn't create new laws they just reverse something which brings up a lot of aspects for women of we don't even ask for our needs to be met now and then when there's laws put in place that say you have no sovereignty over your body, we further feel that we must please those around us in order to get our needs met. And that's the exact opposite of what true sovereignty and empowerment is. And in a life honoring culture, the needs being met are the first thing that happens. In a life honoring culture, when we see that our plants aren't doing well, we don't stomp on them. We don't spank them. We don't hit them. We don't yell at them. Like we look at our plants withering and we go, okay, they're maybe they're not getting enough water, or maybe they're, you know, they need some more shade, or maybe they need some more sun. We actually look at the needs of these plants that we care for to find out how we can help them thrive. So why don't we do this with children? Like we are so in tune with how to help plants or our garden or our house plants. I'm not very good at it, but um, it, this is a, a great analogy, right? If we see something withering in front of us, we do it for our animals who can't even communicate to us. When we see our animal having a need unmet we we often go to many lengths to get that need met and yet we don't do that for children in our society and i'm not saying us personally as as women or as mothers personally i'm saying as a society and now being in southeastern missouri man the amount of physical abuse that happens on a regular basis in front of my eyes is astounding and it's difficult because i'm I'm seeing that children are just communicating their, their wants, their needs. They're saying, I, you know, I need to run around and they've been in this shop for two hours and they're like, I need to touch things. I need to run around. I need, and they're getting told that they're going to get their butts beaten, you know, for just having, just for, for asking for their needs to be met of saying, I'm getting really antsy and I can't communicate that clearly. So I'm starting to touch everything and I'm going wild, right? So pertaining to us now as adult women, if we did not get our own needs met, if we were not validated, if we communicated things clearly and we did not have those needs met, we then have very, we have a huge lack of boundaries. We have a huge communication issue. And often we can't even create space enough for ourselves to fully understand why, right? We don't understand the underlying issues as to why we can't get our needs met. And so I wanna sit with this a little bit. When you think, think of something that you need, 
safety? Do you need love? Do you need to be held? Do you need to be understood? Do you need um, nourishment? Do you need support? Do you need a listening ear? Do you need health? Any of these aspects that come up, when you think about asking for your needs to be met by yourself, what feelings come up? Sometimes they're like, I don't even know where to start, right? Like sometimes this feeling of uncertainty or this feeling of overwhelm or this feeling of I've tried everything and it's still not working, right? And so then you think about going outside of yourself. Well, if I ask for others for help, what happens? Usually you're, you know, sometimes you're met with shame or guilt or, well, if I do this for you, what are you going to do for me? Right? They're this favor aspect, give and take. And then we look further at how do we get our needs met from the rulers, from the authority figures that have said we live in this country and we must abide by these rules. And by abiding by these rules, we are a citizen, right? A good citizen. And so as we're really unraveling these aspects, it's important to understand the feelings that come up when we say, I have a need and it's not being met. What do I do about it? Oftentimes our own beings are incapable of actually fulfilling our own needs. Uh, good morning, Linda, Women's Wealth Revolution. Linda is amazing. She's doing a whole sovereignty aspect on uh, crypto and wealth and owning money. So um, these are really amazing aspects that are all bring, being brought to the forefront right now. And so foundationally, when we allow for ourselves to even just ask the question, what do I need? Oftentimes I ask this to women and the first thing that happens is I don't know what I need. We are so, we are so compressed and we are so degraded and we are so ignored and we are abandoned and we are misunderstood and we are pushed to the side. And so oftentimes as a society, when we raise children to not have their needs met by ignoring their emotional reactions and then ignoring the feelings that they try to express to us, it creates a very codependent culture on having to people please or having to perform in order to get our needs met. Um, yeah, Amanda says, have faith in the universe that it will deliver all that we need and more. Absolutely. And that's, that's, a, that's a new coping skill that you had to learn, though, Amanda, right? I mean, that's something that you had to create space to allow in. Um, I know that I was not raised to have faith in the God of my home life, my family unit that all of my needs were going to be met. And if I did, it was told to me that God is going to provide and take care of me, but I didn't have my own personal needs met. I often felt very alone, very abandoned, very sad. Um, I often had very confusing, conflicting aspects of grief happening. And yet I had a very happy childhood, but I had these things that I just knew I needed to tuck away because 
I had tried to get them met and they weren't going to get met. And so I just tucked them away and I became more of a people pleaser, more obedient. Um, I really stayed in line. I did everything that I could to be a good human being, to be a good person. And I just loved people. And so through that, um, you know, I was told that I was going to get rewarded in heaven, right? So there was so many things where it was like, well, none of my needs are being met, but I guess, you know, for me, it was interesting growing up in the church because I never really believed in this like place, heaven place. I didn't really care about going to hell in that way. It was more about the connection that I had with the Holy Spirit or with Jesus. So it was all about the connection, the depth. And that's maybe how I got some of my needs met within the church or within my home was knowing that I had this deep connection with a spirit that connected with me and talked to me. Um, but I still felt so much guilt. And a lot of that guilt came from self-pleasure and from being a very sensual and sexual person in a culture and in a society that deemed that as very inappropriate. You couldn't share that with anybody. It was very uncomfortable. Um, and so I had to just put my needs hidden away and never talked about them. Uh, good morning, Leandra. And so as this brings up these aspects, what needs do we have? And are we shaming and guilting ourselves over them? Are they, um, do we have needs that we need comfort? Do we need community? And this, my need for community and my need for um, having other women who are empowered, who are working on themselves, who are on their own growth journeys was so powerful that I, I felt that I had to create space for this. And I did that seven years ago when I first created the Magical Mothering Facebook group. And I connected with so many of you then and have then since really um, felt compelled and been ushered into creating and continuously creating community for women. Um, Amanda shares, both my parents were agnostic. I always went to nature to feel connected with spirit. Yeah, uh, Girl Scouts is my religion. Yeah, 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 right? It's such a, the badges and the empowerment. And that's a, that's a fantastic, right? To grow up in that space of really feeling empowered um, as that. And so there's this, sorry, I'm really itchy. So I'm a little distracted. I got, uh, I had seed ticks all <laughs> yesterday. Like I make plant medicine and I have all of this stuff to put on me. Uh, it's a matter of putting it on me as I'm like, running about in the woods harvesting like crazy because everything is coming up and I'm like crawling around in the grass and um so yeah uh I no longer have seed ticks but their little bites all over me uh are getting to me um so oh rabbit sorry about that had a call coming through um so feeling safe to ask for our needs to be met if you grew up in a home that it was appropriate, um, women's circles as girls. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I grew up with um, going to like Bible studies, right? So it was it was girls from middle school through high school. I had um, Bible studies that, but again, it was there was so much shame attached to so many aspects. So what a what an awesome aspect. Whereas Girl Scouts, you could really just create space. 
for each other with a defined goal, with unity, with empowerment. Um, and so the aspect of feelings, what feelings come up when you ask to get your needs met? I personally am not very good at asking for help. I don't know if, if I'm alone in this, um, but I do it all on my own. I do it all on my own because I've asked for help in the past and it wasn't met. And so I've just stopped it, you know, over the years, I would ask for help or I'd ask for support and I would get it, but not in the way that I fully needed it. Or maybe that was my own inability to communicate fully all of the need, what the need fully comprised of. Um, and so I'd go through and I would just, finally, I just stopped asking for help because it, it always came at a price. I felt there was always something that, um, and that could be a very societal thing. That could be my own programming. That could be something that, you know, was very much understood that, uh, my grandmother was a single mom. Um, you know, my mom, my dad was there, but he wasn't really there. So my mom did a lot of stuff on her own. Um, it's, it's very tricky when, when we as women ask for help and we're not met with it, or it's, I helped you, you know, now you owe me or, um, you invite people and they don't show up yet. Yeah, Amanda, that's it. When I ask for help and people don't show up for me, it is easier to just take care of it myself or pay someone to get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's frustrating because then when we go to connect or to share with our children, I know that I'm programming my kids to not really ask for help because of my example. So, and my own programming. So I'm really working on asking them more readily, can you help me? And really explaining, I, I need it to, to be done like this. Or if you're unable to do that, I'm going to end up just doing it on my own and their understanding, like there's a certain, uh, I guess expectation would be the word, but I, I try to be really clear about my own expectations prior because something that I would happen when I was little is I would have to clean the bathtub, you know, uh, the martyrdom syndrome serves no one. Right, 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 right. And so for example, when I was little, I had to clean the bathroom. Um, I obviously, you know, I obviously didn't do a very good job of it because I would spend about an hour and a half cleaning the bathroom. And then my mom would go back in after me and re-clean the bathroom. And it took her about 10 to 15 minutes. And I'm in my own child brain at seven or eight. I'm going, why did I just spend all my time uh, doing that when you were just going to go in and do it after me? <laughs> it takes you hardly any amount of time, right? Um, and it was so interesting that I remember this clearly as a child, like, why did you ask me to do this if you were just going to go in after me and, and redo it because it wasn't good enough? Um, and again, she would show me how to do it. I just, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm a manifesting generator who gets things done very quickly and with lots of errors and I go back and fix them. And it's interesting knowing my design now that I am not a perfectionist. I at one point, 
thought um, I might have had some OCD aspects and they were all learned behaviors because as soon as I got out on my own, I was like, oh, I don't give a shit about any of this. Like, I don't care if my house is perfectly clean. I don't care. Like I do the dishes right before I go to bed for the day, like, and have no dishes when I wake up. Like I've learned how to do things, but that's not, I am not a perfectionist whatsoever. And so allowing for these aspects to unravel of how to get our needs met and understanding that some people like my husband is a perfectionist. Every cut that he makes, every building that he does, every uh, project that he does is perfect. And it has to be perfect for him. He's a Virgo. He's a manifester. Like his human design is different than mine. And my kids, each of their aspects are different for them. And so um, yeah. So Amanda shares like for her kids, I say, do you need help? You can ask for help. Yeah. And teaching them that when they do ask for help, they don't get, I, oh, man, I'm doing something or, you know, making the time that when they do ask for help, we can completely give our attention to them. Halo niece. Welcome. Good morning. And so reverting back to ourselves, Oftentimes, doing inner child work is a fantastic way of finding out what our true needs are. This is a, a great way to really go within. And I have tons of videos on YouTube. I have in the root chakra, magical mothering method videos on um, YouTube. You can do the inner child work and you will find the needs there. Um, and so allowing for ourselves to really unravel our own needs. And there's so much happening right now in the space of the society really ushering in. There's so many of us creating this awareness that things need to be different. Society needs to be different. We're no longer interested in these petty wars and using up the resources of earth and we want to have a life honoring culture. And so these are needs of ours. And if we're, if they're not getting met, they almost solidify the programming that we received as children. And it ends up going into our inner child's and the inner child goes, see, our needs don't get met. And it's a programming that gets to be rewired. So we want to create new neural pathways, new programs, and we want to be really clear about the stories that we have around our needs being met. We want to be really clear around what, what emotional reactions we get when our needs are not met. Do we just go into despair? Do we become despondent? Do we just check out? Um, do we lose motivation? And when our needs are met, are we able to really feel successful. You know, sometimes I've done so many business things and I'll do something really expecting a turnout. And if it doesn't happen the way that I feel it needs to happen for my needs to be met, I'll feel like a failure. And this happened for years and years and years in my business. And I really wasn't understanding that it takes time to grow a business. It takes time to implement aspects. And so when I would put my worth into my business goals, it got very convoluted very quickly. And so uh, the last aspect that I want to address is having gratitude for our needs. 
oftentimes we end up going, why am I, you know, there's been thoughts where I get really hard on myself. Why do I need so much time? Or am I doing enough for my kids? Am I, am I taking too much time for my own pleasures and passions? And my needs really do get fulfilled when I'm serving, when I'm making potions, when I'm at an event and, or I'm in the shop at the flea market, like offering my potions and doing what brings me so much joy. And so realizing that I do have my own needs that I get to fulfill. And then at the end of the month, this moon phase, starting on the 22nd, um, I'm going to be taking a whole week off from doing Facebook live and just sitting with myself. I'm going to be doing a little red tent experiment with myself and really sitting in my own stuff, sitting in my own needs, taking time to not do anything, to take time off from mothering and cooking and cleaning and doing all this stuff. And that's a need that I really have to just clock out. And especially when I'm on my menses during that time of the waning crescent moon to give myself time to not have to fulfill the needs of everybody else so that I can actually look at my own stuff. Am I doing everything to the best that I can? Am I really creating space for everybody and everybody's needs, including my own? So, um, gratitude, having gratitude for the needs that you do have and not feeling guilt or shame or like a failure when they're not being met in a certain way, but learning how to communicate clearly our needs so that we can truly unravel the programming that we've been given. So uh, thank you so much for being here. If you want to join in um, and continue this conversation in the private Discord community, I invite you to hop over there and to share some aspects that came up with you through all of this. Um, if you're not on the Patreon and you'd like to join us over there, I have a few different uh, tiers they're called. I have just a $3 a month. You can join the 30 Days of Moon Magic where you get the PDFs every day. Um, I have an option where you can get a full ounce potion delivered to your doorstep every month. I do have one-on-one um, -on -one work, and then I have private retreats where we meet um, every seasonal festival and do a private retreat as well as um, three times a month weekly calls or sessions. So um, know that this is an aspect that is open for you if you're needing some more support in this own journey as I'm unraveling my own process through these magical moon phases. So thanks for being here. I appreciate you. I love you. And I hope you have an incredibly magical day. <laughs>